Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes a circle whole And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time to restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free And when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. Without and within, below and above, yeah, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. Of 
For to find a balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence
very blessed because I've had really unique, incredible, conscious guests on my show. And, you know, that has spanned the spectrum of different fields and areas. And and this upcoming year is no exception. 2015, I've got an amazing lineup just starting off the first two months. So I'm excited to see where things are going to go. And, and I'm going to kind of continue my format of every now and then doing one of my own shows as well as uh, bringing on these guests and as well as bringing on more musicians and more people that are in these different areas. And we've had different musical artists along the way, which have included Stephen Halpern, Peter Cater, Joe Mapson, Claire Hedin, Bruce Carolus, and Harold Grandstaff Moses, as well as Sam Bear, Lauren Lane Powell, um, really all different varieties of music coming in, and I look forward to continuing bringing a greater variety in. And tonight, we're actually going to be listening to some of those artists as we do this show that that is reflecting back. It's reflecting back on the people who have given their time and their energy um, to Activating Compassion Radio. Now, in my own work, what I do is I focus on helping people find and use compassion in their everyday lives. I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, and if you've missed that, you can definitely catch it in some of the archive shows, as well as uh, interviews that other people have done of me. I've authored four books, most recent being You, Me, Life Dreams, and its companion workbook, as well as my first two books, Activating Compassion and its companion workbook. In addition, I've created the Compassion Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, and fundraising events. And you can certainly follow all of those things uh, through the events tab or the Compassion Tour tab on my website, Jesse Ann Nichols George, the number one dot com. And yes, there are events that are going to be coming up and starting very quickly. Um, I am working on a location right now uh, for the event that is happening the very last day of January. It will be in the Southern California area. That is a full weekend event with a one-day option to it. Uh, it is one of the adventures of integration, uh, which is out in nature, which is really, really fun. I also have some other additional events that will be around the Southern California region coming up in January as well as February. So Southern California, I'm starting the tour off in your area. Look for me. And if you're around that area, hey, you know, feel free to shoot me an email or something and say, hey, I want to connect with you or stop in and say hi to me while I'm around that region if you're there. Before we get started on everything, what I like to do is to open up and, you know, take a little look at at a book called The 72 Names of God. It's by Yehuda Berg. And, you know, Yehuda does some really great, wonderful things uh, in his work. And and what I love about Yehuda, which people hear me say, I know week after week after week, (laughs) but his work is something where he takes some large concepts and he breaks it down into our everyday lives. And that's what I do in my work. So I can really relate to the style that Yehuda uses here. And he draws, of course, on the wisdom of Kabbalah, which is Kabbalah master. And those that have listened to Activating Compassion, they know I'm not focused just on one area or belief system. I'm open and I, I encompass a lot of different belief systems. I believe it's more about how we treat people than a specific Um, system or beliefs out there. And it's more about how we operate in our alignment with the divine that makes the difference. 
So let's see what the message is that Yehuda has for us. And by the way, you can find this message on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website. And it will be up there for an entire week until next week. And I like to have it up there because it's fun to go back and look through the week and go, now, what was that message? What was the focus? Because it seems like it always applies to what's happening in our lives. Now, as we look at this, the message or the name of God that Yehuda has for us tonight is Define Gravity. And that's the common name, Define Gravity. And the little insight or the message that he has that starts this off is our true destiny is control of all reality through the force of our imagination with the power of our thoughts guided by the light within our souls. How do we manifest this destiny? And the insight that Yehuda gives on this is everyone fantasizes about having the power of mind over matter. But according to Kabbalah, we already possess it, and we use it every day without even realizing it. Here's the problem. 99% of our thoughts and consciousness are controlled by ego. Thus, our negative thinking influences physical reality in a detrimental way. All the troubles of the world, disease, earthquakes, famines, crimes, the concealment of God's life, the lack of belief in the reality of the human soul, it's all the result of our negative, self-centered consciousness. This reality every moment. Pessimism, doubt, and cynicism become self-fulfilling prophecies. More ironic is the fact that our innate ability of mind over matter is hidden from us only because we don't believe it to be true. If we allow ego desires to guide our existence, we're forever imprisoned and ruled by physical matter. There's only so far we can go, and it isn't very far at all. We need to see beyond illusion. We need to unmask the players in the masquerade. If we allow the authentic yearnings of our souls to be our prime motivating force in life, as opposed to the illusory temptations of the material world, mind over matter will become our new reality. How do we accomplish this? By continually rejecting self-centered behavior. We gain the ability for mind to absolutely control the material world in a purely positive, constructive, and miraculous manner. And the meditation that Yehuda provides on this is, You unleash the power of mind over matter, the soul over the ego, and the spiritual over the physical. The goal is not to renounce the physical world, but to eliminate its control over you and to become the true captain of your own fate. Everything becomes possible. Now, again, the common name for God that we're delving into tonight is Define Gravity, and the formal name on this is Bob, Bob Lamed. And again, that's on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, Jesse Ann Nichols, George, the number one dot com. It's on there. And it's really interesting. We're kind of shaking things up from our standard format a little bit tonight, as we did last week. And we're going to be interspersing some music along the way. 
as we go tonight. So we're going to have some nice long music sets going on in addition to uh, getting some messages tonight and just doing a little tuning in and some thoughts for the evening that's going to kind of give us a start and a carryover into the new year, uh, which is really an exciting aspect of this. And it's really interesting because when I was looking at putting some things to sh- together for the show tonight, it's great to have this message by Yehuda because we're going to bring in a little dichotomy <laughs> to the thought that Yehuda provided us on here because I think it's one of the things that a lot of people, even very spiritual people, struggle with a bit and, uh, you know, and get confused about where's the lines? Where's the lines in these things? Where's the lines between not being self-centered and being self-focused? Um, there's, there's so many different little subtleties and layers to that. So I think I'll probably be bringing up a little a little piece of that in a minute. But we're going to be going through our show here, and uh, I want to jump into a song that was brought to us almost a year ago. Uh, it was brought to us around the spring equinox last year. You might remember, for those that have been listening for a while, we had Dr. Catherine Dimitriata on, and she was talking with us about her different aspects of the work that she's doing formulas that she was able to recreate uh, from things that she had discovered in her journeys in Egypt, uh, formulas related to Isis, or as she says, Isis. And um, so this little song, she's a multi-talented person, and, and this song is titled, by the way, Isis by Dr. Catherine Dimitriata.
Welcome back. You are listening to Activating Compassion Radio. We are shaking things up a little bit here this week and last week. We are continuing on with our theme of music, meditations, and messages. And I just thought this would be so wonderful here at the end of the year because I know it's been an intense year for a lot of people. Most of the people that I've talked with have felt this to be Uh, probably one of the most challenging years they've been through, as well as one of the greatest learning experiences years that they've been through, Um, as well as a year being filled with blessings where they really got to experience things that they've always known but, but hadn't truly experienced before. And we're integrating a lot of different things here. People that know me, they know I like to integrate a lot of different things. And so we're blending some music from former musicians that have been on our show um, and, and certainly would love to bring some of those back again <laughs> and and to look at them. And we've, we've got great lineups coming up in the upcoming year. But we're also looking at some different aspects of where to focus our energy in the upcoming year. And we're also looking at just some different thoughts to kind of get us shifted as we move from one year to the next because this upcoming year is going to be huge. We're finishing Pluto Uranus squares, and that's going to make a, a huge shift for us. And, and that happens in March, just a little before the, the spring equinox. Um, definitely those that are interested in finding out a lot about that, I'm sure Sharita is going to be talking about that next week when we have her on as a guest. Uh, you might remember she started off 2014, and she's going to start us off again in 2015. So it'll be exciting to see what her take is on what's coming up in this upcoming year as well. Um, and some of you heard me mention at the beginning of the show when we were delving into Yehuda's work about he was talking about unleashing our, our mind over matter, and he was talking about not being controlled by material things. And that is something that we're going to get into as well during the show because this is a big area for people. What about finances? What about the material life that we're living in? I mean, after all, we might be elevating to a fifth dimension, but we're still living in a third third dimensional world. And there's a blend to be found. And I, I have an interesting piece to share on that, which we're going to delve into a little bit later. But before we do that, I want to go ahead and look at the thought that I have for this week, just to kind of get us in this new frame of mind or frame of looking at things um, a little bit differently than before. So let's take a look at this. Do you already know where you want to focus your energy in 2015? And what are you looking to create for yourself next? How will you adjust things in your life 
in the upcoming year. Every year, people burst forth with what seems to be a new surge of energy, and then it seems to just fade away shortly thereafter for many. Well, I can think of many reasons for this, ranging from stress, exhaustion, pressure from self or others, and more. My attention turns more to what we are really doing when a new year begins. Certainly, many will go out or attend a party of some sort where they will toast in the new year and then think, I hope this one will be better than the last. Now, I think it is wonderful for us to focus on celebration optimism, hope, and new beginnings. We often jump to this without mourning or releasing the previous year. This is like jumping into a new marriage before you have left the one you are currently in. When cycles end, it can be quite important for us to acknowledge the release as we are really experiencing a sort of mourning or loss as the previous year exits our life. It is a transition. Without releasing what is leaving or bringing closure, it then tends to carry over into the next year's goals and can bring chaos. Each year around the winter solstice, I take time to do some additional reflection on the year. I look at what has happened, acknowledge the experiences, remember the joys and growth and the people that have been a part of it. I take time to appreciate all it has given me and consider what I would like to keep and what is important for me to believe. I also give myself time during the last week of the year to close out all of my records and set up new files so I'm ready to start with the shifting of the year. So why is all this important? It is about seasons, shifts, cycles. The more we choose to synchronize with cycles, the more things will tend to flow naturally in our life. As we honor allowing one cycle to close and another to begin, we also, keep, we also help to keep our energy clear within us. And this is a lot like cleaning floors every day. There's still going to be a little dust, but there won't be a buildup of dirt and grime requiring hours of heavy-duty cleaning. It can also help us to stay focused, present, creative, peaceful, etc., when we are not carrying over all kinds of emotions, carrying all kinds of emotions over, excuse me. If you clear your mind before sleeping, you will tend to sleep better. However, if you go to sleep with stress, worried, or anxious, then your body will not rest as fully and you will be tired the next day. We often think of the cycles of the turning of the year. However, let's not forget all the cycles happen much more frequently. There are the seasons every few months. There is the passing of the sun from one sign to another every month. There is the moon cycle going from new to full and back to new again. There is the cycle of a day and even a minute. Cycles are the natural rhythms of the universe, planet, and ourselves. And when we embrace them and flow with them, we can have rich and rewarding experiences. However, when we resist them or only focus on one part of them, we will also tend to see more challenges or obstacles, much like trying to swim upstream. What cycles do you like to work with? And how do you like to work with cycles? Are you honoring the shorter cycles 
like days, as much as the calendar year, on a component of compassion that's related to the aspects in my book of making a difference. And this reminds us that each one of us can make a difference in the world. It is up to us to choose if we will be a positive influence. When we consciously step into the flow of cycles and seasons, we're also removing resistance, which in turn allows us the opportunity to receive incredible blessings. Now, this is an exciting thing as we move through this time, because tonight what we're doing is providing reflection on what we've explored in 2014 through the shows. We're sharing the music of the guests, meditations, and tapping into messages. We're going to continue on with this, and to keep this thing going, I'm going to bring up our next musical guest, which was such an honor to have on the show, Grammy nominee Peter Tater. And the song that I have for you to listen to here was done with, it was a collaborative effort with Snotum Kerr, and that is titled Soft Like Wax. And what's really important is Collaborative efforts are coming up very big. They're coming up predominant. And people are in the need of collaboration and working together. So here we go. Peter Cater and Snotum Core. Soft like wax.
Welcome back. You are listening to Activating Compassion Radio. For those of you that are just tuning in, we've got a little bit different format going this week. We're we're continuing with the theme that we were doing last, which is music, meditations, and messages. And uh, that is where we are delving into the different works of, of musicians that we've had on the show. We're grabbing different messages for the year and different insights for us to consider as we make this transition into 2015, um, this beautiful cycle. And I know I read everybody's names off last week, but I I just once again really want to extend a very special appreciation to all of the guests that were on my show in this past year. And that includes Sharita Starr, who uh, dealt with astrology, numerology, and lexigram. And Sharita will be kicking off our 2015 year again next week, um, sharing her insights on what we have coming up for the upcoming year. We had Shelly Alexander, who talked with us about various aspects of nutrition. We had Damien Wynn, who talked with us about light grids. We had Susan Gale, who talked with us about a place of light a school for children that oftentimes are misdiagnosed with things like ADHD and various other things that are really intuitive and they help children embrace their intuitive gifts. And actually they work with adults as well. PK Odell, who came on and talked with us about feng shui. Bill Farr, who shared his expertise in relationships. Michelle Mayer with her ISIS love healing work. Darcy Cleom of the Amethyst Healing Center in Cambria, California. Marjorie Brooks shared her work in scar tissue release. Really fascinating work on that. Kelly Lott with her cold stone migraine therapy. Madeline Suozo with the original wave work. Of course, earlier we heard the song Isis by Dr. Catherine Dimitriov, and she shared her work in Egyptian oils and perfumes. Mark Daniels, who shared his work in Weeding Out Hate, and uh, just some incredible work as he parallels the aspects of gardening to the spiritual lessons in the world. Amy Stevens, who shared with us her work in green interior design and sustainable building. Sharita Starr and Mark both, who came on with their work in planning business by the moon cycles. Elaine Cooper with detoxing and cleansing. Of course, there was Earth Goddess Rising, a wonderful event in uh, Colorado area that was going on with that, and um, beautiful event. We got kind of a roundtable of the people that were speaking through that event. Craig Lane, who talked with us about aerodology, sclerology, and geoengineered nanoparticles. Adam Hall, who was on with Conscious Capitalism. Paul Jaffe, who talked with us about changing patterning. Dr. Nicola Bird, who shared her work in the boomerang effect. Stephanie Spofford with her work in body alchemy. Penny Cohen shared her expertise in Kabbalah. Bruce Ciccarelli, of course, was one of the musicians that we had on. We listened to some of his work last week. Michelle Karen, who does Sacred Sites Journeys. Lorraine Flaherty, who uh, shared her work in inner freedom therapy and healing trauma. Uh, Deve and Jayotish Novak from the Ananda community that shared their insights in relation to the film Finding Happiness, which was based on the Ananda community. Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koop, who shared with us work in Life Between Lives and Why Do We Live on Earth and What Happens When We Die. G. 
Judith Diana Winston, who shared Keeper of the Diary with us, Greg Friedman, who shared his work as a coach and couples referee, Victoria Vives came on with Sacred Sound Frequencies, Craig Carellis, another musician that was on sharing his work, doing some beautiful things. And actually, you know, I, I had a little bit of a struggle because Craig came on right when I first uh, hit the road in September, and I had a, a little glitch in my system, was promised some internet and <laughs> phone, cell phone reception got to the place and there wasn't any, so Daniel actually took over that show for me. But I'm going to be having Craig back on once he releases his new CD, which will be coming out, I'm hoping, this year sometime. Um, then we also had Harold Grandstaff Moses, who was on doing Healing with Music Through Heart Energy and who does intuitive readings. Again, I had a chance to work with him in person while I was in the Phoenix, Arizona area. And if you're ever out in that area, I highly encourage you to go get an intuitive music reading from him because it was one of the most amazing experiences I've had. Um, Stems with Bear, who I also got to meet with while I was on tour, and he shared his work in DNA restructurization and starseeds. We had Linda Gadbois on talking about clock circles. Lorraine Cat Morris, who shared her perspective as an indie shop owner, uh, dealing in just that small business owner and what it's like and the importance of us keeping those shops alive, as well as her work in Reiki. We had Greg Doyle on talking about astral traveling. Holly Hallowell with Healing Jewels. Lorraine Cohen talking about authentic power and grace. And Linda Diffenbach came in with her work in the Sacred Feminine. Uh, also, DC Love was on, doing her work in Angels, Ascended Masters, and Intuition. And then we had Maria Reichert Hong sharing her work in Almost Autism as she brought that book out. And so, you know, really an incredible lineup of guests that we've had this year on the show. It's, it's been an amazing experience and an amazing time sharing with everybody all these different little pieces here. Now, I did mention earlier when we looked at the work from Yehuda and he talked about, you know, how we need to, you know, allow the authentic yearnings of our souls to come out and and he's talking about mind over matter becoming a new reality and he's talking about also material possessions not turning our control over to them. And, and we've talked about this a bit in the past, and that's where we find when we're attached to a lot of things, it creates those struggles and those challenges, and when we become attached, we turn over control in these situations. Now, the irony to his work that I was going to bring up tonight that brings us into some of what we're doing for 2015 is that when we look at the different laws of the universe and we look at the different aspects of what it takes to truly move beyond just a human existence to really develop as a soul uh, one of the aspects that we need to do is in this evolvement is really also about being at peace with material worlds the material realm the material things and this can be a very fine line for people, and I think this is one of the biggest struggles that I see when people start on their spiritual path and when they're as spiritual healers or coaches or whatever the case may be, because there's always this struggle. Can I charge? Can I not charge? Can I take money? Where's the exchange? 
because um, there has to be an exchange of sorts going on. And it taps into, you know, the first part of what I like to look at, as opposed to making New Year's resolutions, I like to set forth and have three key areas that I put my focus. And that is on what I most need to do for myself, what most needs to happen in my work regarding others and my interactions with others, and what I most like to see in the world happen. And this is an interesting perspective because we oftentimes think we don't have things, and yet we do. We just aren't connecting with them in a way that they're visible in our life. So when we look at this aspect, it's very interesting that, that in a lot of the different belief systems that we look at and a lot of the spiritual practices, that one of the final so-called initiations or tests is that we become at ease with worldly things. And that's kind of an a ironic thing because so many of us have been taught, oh, no, you can't have any kind of peace with material things. You know, you can't, you can't be at comfort, but there's layers and layers to this thought uh, in there. And part of this is being able to accept them for what they are, being able to enjoy them when they present themselves without guilt, without rejection. Uh, it also is about really taking a look and saying, can you be comfortable in a setting that's really nice? You know, we as, as evolving souls, we need to be able to be comfortable in all different settings, whether that's something that's very, very nice or whether that's something that's very, very rough or whether that is something that's somewhere middle of the road for us. It can, it can come in all different shapes and forms. But the key is, is that we make peace with it. And so many times what I find is that people, once they're on their spiritual path, they don't have peace with the material world. Um, part of that is because they're remembering what it's like to be in their soulful self without the attachments, without some of these um, worldly obligations that we have or or experiences. And, you know, so many times we, we keep thinking, well, I've got to have this thing and I've got to have a bigger house and a better car and I've got to keep up with the neighbors. And it's it's all kind of a perception and, and an illusion. We We don't really have to have that. You know, what we're really looking for is that happiness. But the question is, we shouldn't be rejecting them either. And there's so many people that say, oh, I have to reject all of that stuff. As, as Yehuda said, it's not about renouncing. It's not about renouncing the material possessions. But what we do want to do is become at peace with them. It's a big thing to think about when we look at the individual. Certainly, my focus for this year when I look at what is going to be on my personal area. And I find that as we start to develop things, I always like to have some little affirmation or thought that I can easily repeat in my head. And so when I do this, I will be creating different affirmations for, for example, for myself for each of us. So if I take what I've just been talking about on what I most need to do for myself, and let's say that's uh, becoming at ease with worldly things, I want to phrase my affirmation not in a want or a need because that comes from a space of deprivation, but I'm going to phrase it in a way that says, I choose 
Because once I choose, that means I'm proactive. I'm going to be co-creating in this process. I'm going to to be a part of it. And I'm willing to take on the responsibility of making it happen. So I choose to focus on being or I choose to make visible my ease with worldly things. It's as simple as that. And the reason the reason we say this to focus on because it's already existent. You know, if we're focusing on it, it's already there. We just haven't been paying attention to it. If we say to make it visible in my life, then we're also acknowledging it's already there. It's already present. It already exists. We're just not seeing it. So when we when we choose to make it visible, that means we become proactive in our life to do the things that will allow us to have that experience and see it happening in our world. So there's a little thought for you. Probably going to leave your mind thinking <laughs> for a little bit in there. I'm going to move on to kind of a long song here. Give us a long little music break by Jill Matson, and this song is called Paint Your Soul. And those that remember Jill Matson from before, she really, you know, brings in a whole realm because she taps into ancient civilizations with her music. And she actually taps in and brings in the vibrations of a variety of different aspects. Sometimes in her work, it's flower essences and, and different cultures. And this is important because we don't necessarily need to let ancient civilizations die out. You know, we can still tap into the wisdom and the knowledge that's there. Here we go with Paint Your Soul. This is track one by Jill Napson. We'll be back in a little while.
and welcome back. You are listening to Activating Compassion Radio. And for those of you that are just tuning in, what we are doing, we're kind of shaking up the routine here a little bit. This is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and we're taking it a little more relaxed here at the end of the year. You know, the holidays tend to be hectic. Times can be really stressful. It's been a challenging year for a lot of people, to put it mildly. And uh, I thought it'd be nice just to kind of chill out last week and this week. And if you missed last week's show, you probably want to go back and catch that because we shared some really great insights and messages about things that are happening and and where things are, are getting the energies um, presently dealing with. And um, we we grabbed just a few little insights and intuitive messages at that time. Uh, and this week, again, we're sharing various thoughts on things, various ways to approach the turning and the shifting of the year and, and to release this cycle of 2014. It's come to a close just about, and uh, and we're getting ready to start a new one, and that's exciting. You know, it's important for us to bring this closure by reflecting and reviewing back and taking the time to just look at things in a variety of perspectives from how far have we come. You know, maybe things felt rough in the process this year for you, but you got through them and you made it to the point that you're here listening to this show. Um, you know, and, and next year's another year for us to, to move forward. And this time of year, the winter season is really a great time for this reflection. It's a great time for us to to regroup our thoughts and go, okay, this is what happened this past year. Where do I want to take things in the upcoming year? And this is what it's really about, choice. Choice is in everything. Absolutely huge, which is why uh, those that were listening prior to the song Paint Your Soul, track one by Jill Matson, uh that we were just listening to, heard me talking about choice and using that when we're creating affirmations because when we take the responsibility to be proactive in our process, things are going to happen. It kind of goes by the old adage, you know, uh, that the divine or God is going to help those who help themselves. And that's that's part of what's happening in this process here. So when we look at that, um, that, that aspect of choice becomes very important when we're raising affirmations. And we, we also took a little look about, you know, why it's important to uh, phrase it as focus on being or um, making such and such visible in your life because these are all acknowledging that they're already present, they're already existent. We just need to pay more attention to them. We just need to bring them out a little bit more. So with these aspects, it's, it's amazing what we have going on. Now, the next part, you heard me say, you know, there's three aspects that I, I like to focus on in a year, as opposed to to locking myself into a box and saying, you know, this is this is what I'm going to accomplish. I always like to leave room and flexibility there. Uh, I like to just say, this is what I would like to focus on. This is this is what I'm choosing this year to to deal with. And we have we want to remember too when you're when you're tackling on tackling things if you're if you're working on things, if you're focusing on things, take it in small steps. You know, put your energy there, but take it in small steps as well. If you're getting frustrated in the process, if you're feeling overwhelmed in the process, then you're probably taking on too big of a chunk at one time. 
and you need to break it down into a couple of smaller chunks to make it more manageable and then move forward again. So that's a big one. Now, the second part that I like to focus on, the second piece, and again, these happen in my Adventures of Integration Day, and, and I have one of those coming up at the end of January, beginning of February. Um, most likely, you'll have to watch for the exact location, but it'll be in the Southern California region for that. Um, but I have three components I focus on, and that's self, and that's my interactions with others, and that's my interaction or connection with the planet and the universe. So the second piece is really working with others. And working with affirmations is kind of a conscious process to say, okay, this is what I choose. That's a conscious process. But there's also our subconscious and our soul self that also has things that it wants to work on and that we might not be seeing or paying attention to. And that's where a lot of the intuitive processes come into play. So when the intuitive processes come into play, that's where we might delve into some things like we did last week where, you know, we we look at, at pulling a, a throw card if that's the case or we look at gemstones and their meanings. And these are things that, you know, we naturally know our message from our self-conscious or our angels or the divine um, because they stand out a little bit more. Sometimes there's a light that shines brighter around them or things like that, and that's that's that unknown that's speaking to us, so to say, um, because your conscious is saying, well, I'm really appealed to this, but this keeps standing out at me for a reason. So one of the things I'm going to pull into here, uh, because I'm not 100% certain, let's say, on a conscious level of what I want to focus on or what I'm choosing to focus on uh, in my connection with others. So I'm going to just kind of ask my subconscious that and say, okay, what's what uh, would be a good thing for me to choose to focus on? And I'm going to randomly open up here to some different things and, um, you know, in connections with others. And let's see what comes up here. Okay. And it's really interesting because some of these things that always connect, but we don't always realize, you know, why is this particular thing coming up? Um, and, and what's interesting that I brought up here was magic. And I say that that's really interesting because I've been delving more and more into the Norse energy again um, and bringing that back up and out and available. And, and that is actually part of my monthly special that's going on right now happens to deal with the Norse energy. And uh, those that know about the Norse, they, they did a lot of what might be referred to as earth magic along the way. They dealt with the earth. And, and magic is really uh, it's bringing different pieces together. And it's, it's like when everything synchronizes and the cycles come together, that's when we see the so-called magic happen or the miracles happen. And this is certainly a season for that for most people. And what this represents, and I'm, I'm delving into the symbolism aspect of magic, by the way, is it represents using divine powers to create. And this is another big piece that a lot of soul people um, struggle with or spiritual people struggle with because they don't always claim that creator aspect that's within them uh, from that, that space. It's about achieving transformation, and we are definitely – and many levels on transformation right now. 
It symbolizes the highest levels of conscience in the materialization process. So remember, we were just talking about how the um, material aspects, we need to be at peace with that, with that for our spiritual involvement, even though we should not be attached or let the material world control us. And there's a difference between being at peace with it and enjoying it and allowing it to control us. And it's not the fruit of our imagination, but actually the representation of the capacity of our human mind to surpass form, transcend our limits, and create manifestations of life all around us in both the metaphysical and physical world. So magic is one of those bridges, you know, just like we talk about the heart chakra being a bridge between uh, spirit and earthly realms, so is magic. Magic is a bridge to that. And, you know, it's it's very important because we're all magicians in our own way. We all have an ability to work magic. And, you know, we live through it in kind of experimental ways a lot of times, but it comes through our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, and our intentions. And just like our message from Yehuda mentioned, you know, that that negative thinking can really, really create a lot of negative cycles in our life. Likewise, a lot of positive thinking can create positive cycles. Um, but rea- reality is it's wherever we focus our energy. And, and that's where, you know, wherever we, we focus our attention, the energy is going to go, that's what's going to be manifesting. Um, so whenever these creations that we, we choose to develop or create along the way conform to divine law and order, and that's a big key right there, do they actually conform? Because sometimes we like to let our ego trick us into thinking they do when it doesn't. Um, and, and that's where we start to come up with the different terms like white magic versus black magic versus other things. So, you know, really, it's, it's about whether it's conforming or aligning with divine law to whether it is a, a creation that is truly of divine, whether it's truly of magic versus uh, truly self-serving purposes, let's say. Um, so a person that... that has an interest in this, for example, is open to the metaphysical and spiritual dimensions. It's about understanding how life works, how creation works, how the universe works in this sense. And when we're working with magic in a positive scope, in a scope of alignment, alignment with those universal laws, um, we're working with them in their pure state, and we're going to see pure results come of that. And this is also really big right now, too, on a universal level, because as I've talked about with the Pluto Uranus Square on previous shows, um, we're making this transition that our choices and where we're putting our energy is what we're going to see. We're, we're going to be seeing the consequences of the universal law of long, long consequences, also related to karma uh, coming up. So... You know, if we've been using things in their pure states, we're going to start seeing those beautiful, pure blessings flowing into our life. Um, you know, certainly skill is a part of things, but skill on the conventional physical level still needs to coordinate or flow with divine law. So uh, this is going to show when we're working with magic in a divine way, then we're going to be able to transform negativity. And when we evolve on a very strong level and we become very strong in our spiritual and our metaphysical levels, um, 
and we're using our capacities and powers with altruistic intention to do good, um, you know, that's that's what we're going to see. We're going to see the results of that. We're going to see the shifts and we're going to see the changes and we're going to experience the miracles and we're going to be aware of divine power being active in our life. And the mysteries of creation will simply unfold to us. So that's a sample of how our our subconscious can come in and give us messages that are very appropriate. And I would say, yeah, this is hugely appropriate to what I'm bringing out and going to be doing and working with other people. And part of my focus um, is really about tapping into that magical self, that creator self, that divine self, because it's a very much needed as we turn ourselves around, as we turn our relationships around, and as we turn around what's happening on this earth. Now, we're going to go ahead and move into our next musical piece here along the way, because I think that was a pretty big set of thoughts (laughs) to think about right there. And um, this next piece actually comes from a guest that we had on our show back in 2013, which was Stephen Halpern. And if you missed that show, please go back and listen to it because, wow, 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 did he share an amazing amount of information on brainwave patterns. And, you know, of course, he's had decades of research before this became in the forefront where people were really talking about it and using this kind of technique. He had it in his music, and he's been doing a lot of revisions on his music. But he also was a Grammy nominee. And this song is Deep Alpha. So it's going to take us towards those alpha states and our brainwave patterns, which also deal with some of that subconscious process there. And we'll be back in just a couple of minutes.
and welcome back. You are listening to Activating Compassion Radio, and that song was Deep Alpha by Steve Halpern, Grammy nominee. And, you know, Stephen was just such a pleasure to have on the show. I mean, I think we could have just talked for hours and hours and hours and hours when we had him on. Um, I could have just kept going with him. He was just an amazing gift to have on. He came into our show and did did the two-hour interview with me right after being in the recording studio all day. Um, just such a gift and such a pleasure. And, again, if you missed that show, it happened back in 2013. It is in the archives, which, by the way, you can catch all the archives on my tab of the Main Street Universe page, or my, excuse me, my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, which is jessianmicholsgeorgefornumberone.com. And, uh, of course, these shows are available as um, on TuneIn.com, iTunes, YouTube, my YouTube channel, as well as here on Blog Talk Radio. So whatever your preference is for listening, you're going to be able to do that. Now, you know, I do want to delve into also a third aspect here um, of of working with things. And I, and I mentioned, you know, the self and others than the universe. And when we look at the the universal aspects, sometimes we don't know, and I think a lot of people feel this way, they don't know how they can make a difference. They don't know how to have an impact in things. And, you know, what's really exciting in this process is, again, this is where our conscious and our subconscious can work together. Our soul self and our physical self can work together because, you know, we we sometimes have that conscious awareness. We sometimes just need to rely on the, the, the soul aspect of ourselves. And then in this situation, a lot of times we know, for example, like I know I want to get the message of compassion. I want compassion to be more visible in the world. Um, I want people operating uh, more in compassionate ways in all areas to themselves, to others, to the universe. Um but I don't always know how to do that, let's say, or, or maybe I need to go, okay, this year, how do I do it? And while I've got all this knowledge and background and pieces, sometimes when we're feeling in some of those stuck spots, to just go ahead and, and, and ask, and we can do things like ask, and then, again, pay attention. You know, if the signs, the symbols are showing up, you see them three times in 24 hours, or just stop and look around your room and see what jumps out at you. And that's another way to to find out what it is. So, you know, again, if I delve back into um, some insights on things and just see what randomly comes up for me on this process of, okay, how do I bring my work out more in a way that, that benefits the planet? How can I bring compassion more into the world? And, you know, I, I then start to get up into different things, and and it's bringing up some interesting pieces here, because the the two symbols that are coming up for me uh, on, when I ask this have to do with prison and imprisonment, and prostitution, and that's a very interesting because so many of us do prostitute ourselves in the process of trying to make things happen, and so many of us try to work within these prisons or feel that we're within prisons. So in order to have a global impact, first of all, all we really have to do is focus on ourselves. If we take care of ourselves and each and every one of us does that, then 
we can make a big difference in the world. Now, you know, the other aspect is helping people to get out of their prisons, their own personal prisons of negative thinking, of patterning, of whatever is, is holding them back, and to get them in a way where they're standing strong enough that they don't feel like they have to cave in all of the time to, um, you know, open the opportunities up. And I think that's a big thing because it's very easy for a lot of people to do that. They think, oh, well, you know, I, I just won't have to operate as ethically or I'll, I'll give so much away. And, and oftentimes I see people, and, and it's, a, again, a strange dichotomy, that we can give too much away. We give too much of ourselves away, and then we leave ourselves overly depleted, and then we don't have to give out. Um, and, and this is where I see a lot of people, they overgive. And, again, the part of that is the ego that says, oh, I've, I've got to spend at least $100 on this person for Christmas and $200 on their birthday, and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And we end up putting ourselves in a prison, so to say, in the process of doing that, uh, you know, very, very challenging. And sometimes we have to reel into that responsibility piece, the law of being responsible. Boy, that's a tough universal law for a lot of people. And yet when we do that, we just open the doors. We get out of these prisons. We get out of the prostitution, so to say, levels of things. And, And prostitution also, when we look at the, the root meanings of it, it has to deal with place in front of, show, display, um, you know, and and that is an aspect of making things more visible. So I can also delve into deeper layers of this, but by getting out of prison, uh, by removing the bars around uh, people's thinking perhaps, opening things up, that we can actually really see what's happening. We can actually get to the blissful state. We can actually, you know, see what what is going on and see what the show, see what's real, see what isn't real. Um, this also can delve into different aspects of how are we nourishing ourselves. And this is a big question right now when we look at things from a planetary level. How are we nourishing the planet? Because a lot of times we're putting ourselves in our own prison because we're depleting the planet. We're not nourishing. We're not giving it the care that it needs. We're not providing the love and the fusion and the forming. And, and this is another aspect when we tie it in with the other factors that we've been looking at tonight. And, you know, we go back to that whole negative, positive thinking and, and where we're putting our thoughts, for example. And when we keep our thoughts on love, we also will help the earth. The earth can take hold that much more. And it can heal from a lot of things when we operate from that space of love and compassion. Um, you know, it's really a fusion. It, it, it just represents so many different pieces. And being receptive and opening to our intuition, paying attention to more than just what's on the physical level. And when we bring that fusion together, that's really delightful. You know, it's really a true blessing to experience. And we have to think about that. Are we putting the material things in the forefront? Are we putting the spiritual things in the forefront? 
Are we finding the fusion between the two of them? Um, exchange is one thing, but oftentimes, again, when we look at the, the symbolism of prostitution, for example, it oftentimes is giving too much, and we need to reel in and create a balance there. You know, we've talked about that with cycles and seasons as well, that balance is a huge piece of, of establishing things. You know, I've got another song queued up here, and, and that's a bit to think about because those are some big pieces, <laughs> like I said, with multi-layers when we get into it. And, you know, certainly each and every year when we end the calendar year and start a new one, there's a lot of changes going on, and we're ready to make changes and we're fired up. But really part of the key is we want to stay fired up throughout the year. We'll talk about that more when we come back. This song is by Claire Hedin, and of course, Claire welcomed us in in the first part of this ascension process, the first part of this evolutionary process back in 2012 when I was first starting out with the show and, you know, was blessed to meet with her earlier this year um, while I was up in the Bay Area around San Francisco. And, um, you know, we continue to bring her music and she continues to, to allow us to use it here on the show. So here we go with a perfect song for the new year. All the changes. Changes we go through. 
And welcome back. You are listening to Activating Compassion Radio. That song was by Claire Hadeen called All the Changes. And you know, we regularly feature Claire's music here on the show. She's just such an incredible person and she does so much wonderful, beautiful work, not just with music, but um while she works with music in a variety of ways, but she also has various other things that she's involved with, nonprofit organizations that uh, she works out in nature as well, and um, just really, really powerful um, aspects that she's bringing through into the world and awakenings that she's helping people have. And, you know, you can certainly learn more about her work and what she's doing and um, check out her music through her website, which is clairehedine.com. So that's www.clarehedine.com. Dot com, And, you know, here again, we've been shaking up the format last week and this week. We're going to get back to more of our regular format next week when we bring Sharita Starr on to give us a, an outlook on what's happening in 2015. But, you know, changes are big right now, and people get very, very excited about making changes at the new year. They're, they're all fired up. They kind of come off of this season of so-called giving, and, you know, now they're ready to to get out there and start fresh with with the new year. It's it's kind of like, you know, getting that fresh new day to to start out with. And, uh, you know, I mentioned it briefly, but when you're making changes, there's a lot of times that people just, you know, they start off with all this enthusiasm, and then after about a month, it all starts kind of fizzling out. (laughs) And it's like, oh, I don't have the time for that. I don't have the energy for that. Or, Maybe I'll skip it today, and then they they get off track again. But, you know, part of the key is is because oftentimes when people are making changes, they try to do too much too fast. And so I actually talk about this in my book, Activating Compassion, and its companion workbook, that one of the keys to making shifts and making changes and making a difference in the world is to take these small steps. So that means breaking it down to... When you're going to work on something, you want to work on it consistently and every day because, you know, that's that's what keeps us in tune with it. That's what keeps it flowing in our life. Uh, but you want to keep it down to only about 15 minutes to an hour a day. If it only takes about 15 minutes to do, you usually won't think twice about doing it. You'll just get it done. Um, but when you start looking at something that takes two or three hours to do, that's when we start hitting the procrastination level. So underestimate, undercommit when you start. You can always build on it throughout the year. But if you start off smaller, then it's going to be easier to maintain it. And then if it's all flowing really great and you're still psyched, then you can add a little bit more to it, you know, the next month around. It's kind of like when you start a workout routine. You don't just go out there and run a 10K, you know, You start off and maybe you run a half a mile and then you build up to a mile and so on. Um, Because oftentimes, too, as things are growing in our life that we're working on projects, I know this has been the case with me. I started some things out like uh, groups or different things like that. They took very little of my time starting out. But as they grew and as my ventures grew, for example, the projects I was doing, my tour grew, things like this, it took more and more work. And if I had already maxed myself out to start with, I would not be able to handle the growth. So basically what we're doing by 
underestimating the time. So that that means, that, or I should say, overestimate your time um, in things, and underestimate what you can do. If you think that you can get, you know, um, whatever it is, if you think that you can, you know, get this power workout uh, three miles uh, done in 15 minutes, uh, then think, no, nope, we're going to do, you know, a mile in an hour. So you see, it's it's always thinking about that. And that's not about inhibiting yourself. That's about, again, leaving the room to grow and building on it. When we start off smaller, we've got lots of room to grow. And you want to leave that room to grow in there. It's so important. It's kind of like when you plant a tree, right? If you plant a couple of trees together, and if you plant them too close together, they don't have room to grow. And their growth becomes stunted, and oftentimes they'll start to suffer in the soil. But if you give lots of space between the trees, they can grow up very strong, very healthy, and they'll grow very well in that process. Um, so it's the same sort of concept in that sense. Um, when we look at making changes, a lot of people are scared. They're scared to let go of where they've been or where they're at. And it's not that those things are going to become totally absent from our life, but it is about taking them to a newer depth. It's about um, taking the next focus for ourselves. And when we do this, and, and, and a great visual for thinking about releasing, for example, 2014 and stepping into 2015, is to think about holding a bird in your hands and then putting your hands up and giving it a little shove and letting it take flight. So all that energy can now take flight and let that bird represent what is passing out. You're setting it free to really soar and to really happen. If we try to grip onto things and hold onto things, then it's going to get intense and it's going to get frustrating and there's going to be challenges and it's going to start creating chaos that we don't want in our life and that we're not seeking to have in our life. It's very important to, to set that free. And as we do that, we get this sense of freedom. When we let go of one thing, we completely open our channels up to become fluent, to receive. And once we open up to receive, now we have a lot of things we can do. <laughs> that receiving is such a key piece. But usually we're not able to receive unless we're coming from some sort of sense of freedom. We can't receive purely. We can't receive fully unless we're willing to open up and create the freedom for it to come in. So uh, when we feel free, we open up our energy of receiving is what happens uh, in that. So you know, the, the, it's kind of like when you feel pleasant, when you feel happy, when you feel at peace with something, you're more receptive, you're more accepting of people. Well, the same, same sort of concept is the more you have a sense of freedom, the more you're willing to receive. And receive in a way that is divinely guided in things. So this is a huge thing. It's about creating the openings and and I do really encourage you to look at, you know, what openings do you want to create? What are you going to choose for yourself in 2015? What are you going to choose for yourself in relation to other people? And what are you going to choose for yourself 
in relation to the planet, all important pieces. And, you know, I'd mentioned my adventures of integration day, and, and we carry the same format because when we're going through the day, we look at ourselves, we look at our interactions with others, and we provide healing to the earth and the universe in each and every one of those events. And it's transformative, and it's powerful, and it's going to create changes, and it's going to create openings, and it's going to take you and your work, whether you're just starting on your path, whether you've been on your path for a long time, to a whole new perspective and level of things, and a whole new layer of what you've been working with. You know, this is such a pleasure to me to bring all of these things together and to share with you what we've been through and to take the time to relax and to bring some of these insights through and these messages through and to share this music. And it's just a pleasure to be here and to do that. And I'm looking forward to another year with another round of amazing guests and concepts and insights and tools and all kinds of things that we'll be bringing your way. And next week, as I mentioned, I will be welcoming back Sharita Starr, and she's going to be sharing with us her insights on 2015, what we can expect, what influences will be presenting themselves for us to work with. Uh, Again, my books are available, uh, both the relationship book that I have out, You, Me, Life, Dreams, which is designed to help you activate the perfect relationship for you, where you can learn how to find, develop, and maintain your perfect relationship and learn how to understand what your partner is thinking, feeling, needing, and how to communicate in ways that strengthen your relationship and avoid drama. Also, you can find my books, Activating Compassion and its Companion Workbook. All of these things are on my website. Um, Every month I put out a monthly special, December's monthly special. You still have a few days to take advantage of it, and that's two-for-one Nordic crystal grid work and you can check that out it's right on the home page to get the details on that every month i put out videos with little tips about things um great to to follow around i've got the compassion tour which is getting ready to kick off here very soon in just a few weeks i I can't believe i've just barely finished one and getting ready to start on another one and and that's quite a journey and we'll be traveling all around the u.s myself and my little traveling buddy, Orly, for those who who haven't uh, heard about her, she's a cat that I rescued from going over a waterfall in southern Utah about six months ago, and and she journeys with me, and and we would love to connect with you, whether you just stop in someplace that we are and say hi, or whether you attend something, or uh, any of these aspects, or whether you just want to connect with me while I'm in your area, and I will be going all over the U.S., Um, You can find out about all of these different pieces and things as well as uh, archived shows, again, on my website, which is jessieannicholsgeorge1.com. And there's also a great section on there for Main Street Universe, by the way, where you can follow our different hosts, catch the upcoming shows as well as the archived shows, and learn a little bit about the people that are part of Main Street Universe. We've got all of our, our key regular weekly hosts up on that section, and you know, we really have several shows here. We have, uh, during the week, Sunday nights, Darren Bouquer, who's a reader at Madame Laveau in New Orleans, doing spiritual insights. Monday nights, Randy Goldberg delves into a variety of different aspects with a focus on Vedic astrology. 
Tuesdays, we have Susan Wheat, who shares her work in herbs and natural plants. Um, you know, only a half-hour show that she does, but boy, is it packed full of information. Wednesday nights, we have Daniel and Janice, who co-host on our flagship show called Main Street Universe. Thursdays uh, and Saturdays, we have this kind of round table thing going on, and sometimes we have Kevin Baird popping his head in with his uh, Walking Them Sidewalk, Horizon Oracle's Journeys deck, deck he created. Uh, you can learn more about that at templeofgaia.com. And um, Janice is going to be doing her own show. Jim and Ashley Cash, I believe, are picking up a show uh, periodically in that Thursdays and Saturday rotation aspect. And they're just absolutely wonderful musicians and doing a lot of great work in the world. And, of course, Fridays sometime, and, and we're rotating the time around. We're just leaving it open. Right now is Activating Compassion Radio. Hey, this is Jesse Ann Nichols-George. Thank you so much for being here tonight. And again, thank you to all of our listeners, not only on Blog Talk Radio, but those that are streaming live through PEN, known as Parent Encounters Network, StreamFinder, TalkStream Live, as well as those that are catching our podcast at iTunes and TuneIn.com, and those that are also catching the YouTube version of our show. I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into activating compassion. And by the way, don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show this evening, share it with others. I always find it touches a life when I do that. It's going to be available at this same link in our archive. And I will be leaving you tonight with the song Yearning For, also known as Over and Over by Shemshai. Again, thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Activating Compassion Radio. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week. And, well, here we are, 2014, come and gone. And the next time we'll be meeting together, it will be 2015. And I'm wishing all of you a very, very... And if I could see what makes me blind, I would soar to the edge of my mind and to touch what seems unreal just to show you the way that I feel and we are in time with time one with season of change inside and we are in tune with the tune caught in a balance of sun and Love is still 